Welcome to Spark, a health and wellness podcast where we teach high achieving superwomen how to put their health and happiness back on the top of the to-do list. I'm Angela Wagner, a yoga studio owner, life and wellness coach, and mama of two littles. And with me is my soul sister, Nicola Skino. Hello, I am Nicola Skino. I'm a mama, a yoga teacher, a writer, and a new real estate agent. This week, we're going to talk about the art and skill of saying no and when to say yes. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I think this one's going to be really valuable for our women, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Nicole, tell us about this real estate thing. We haven't really talked about it, and I know a lot of listeners are wondering what is going on. So, I'm still in the very early stages of figuring it out. I passed my test, which is super crazy exciting. And so now my next step is I have to find a broker to sponsor me and then I can actually start getting started. So I'm working on that piece right now. But even before that, rewind, I have to figure out how to actually make this function in my, in my world right now with Fiona. So I'm sort of figuring out systems and schedules and where's my flexibility at. And that leads me to finding a sponsor who can fit within those limitations. (laughs) And then we'll kind of go from there. So I'm super excited. I love the process of buying a home and selling a home like from my own personal experience. So that's kind of what led me to it. So I'm just super excited to just dive into that experience with other people. I think it's going to be fun. That's awesome. Well, you'll have to keep us updated because if you can find a broker that would work with your schedule, that'll be really amazing and awesome to, you know, just let women know that it's out there. Because I know a lot of brokers, they work pretty crazy hours. So Exactly. And so that's kind of what I'm having to figure out. What's my ideal situation? And then see if there's someone who can help me work around that. And some of the really big ones, they just, they can't function like that. So I'm probably looking at a smaller one. But the idea is to find someone who can fit within what I'm looking for kind of thing, instead of trying to fit the needs of what they need. We're trying to make this work for mama. (laughs) Yes. Ooh, women's empowerment. Yes, ma'am. I'm learning. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that's so great. So we decided to go back, throw back to season one, and today we are going to do a sucky moment of the week. So for our newer listeners, all of season one, we mostly did sucky moment of the week, and then we decided it was like kind of negative because it was always sucky and that we wanted to share some brilliant moments. So we had brilliant moments as well. But I had a pretty funny one, so I thought, well, this will be great. So... Here's our sucky scale, one being kind of sucky, five being super sucky, one, two, three, seriously, four, five. So I rate this one as a 4.5, Yeah, 4. It's really a 4 now that I'm on the other side of it. I'm almost on the other side of it. So yesterday, I was so proud of myself. I, for lunch, like was making this homemade pesto and my friend had given me all this fresh basil from her garden and... I like made zucchini noodles, like I was spiralizing them. I was making fresh spinach. Yeah, for lunch, right? I was like, you're winning. I was winning. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I did put the basil in the fridge for a couple of days. And so it, some of the leaves had browned, but I kind of picked most of that off and it seemed fine. It smelled great. Two cups packed of basil, which is quite a bit of basil, right? If you think mm-hmm. about massive bag. So anyway, I make the basil and it comes out kind of a funny color. Like it's not bright green at all. It was more of a brown. And I was like, this is weird. I mean, I know there was some brown in the leaves, but that just seems really extreme. And then it just tasted off. And I was like, what did I do? And so I keep putting more cheese in and more pine nuts and I'm like salting, salting, salting. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So I eat it. I eat quite a bit of it. I freeze the rest. I get on with my day. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to run to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to the studio later and taught and I looked at Jonathan, my manager, and I was like, I literally feel like I'm going to pass out. I am so nauseous. I feel so sick. I don't know what is going on with me. Well, when I got home, so I have two blue glass spray bottles that I use. Well, I have more than two, but two in the kitchen. One is a veggie wash, a homemade veggie wash that I use that has like apple cider vinegar and baking soda, some other things. And every time I use it, I think, oh, this stinks because I don't like the smell of vinegar. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was spraying the basil down, I was like, literally, like I had such brain fog yesterday that I was like, oh, this is weird. I don't smell the vinegar, but I didn't like it. That's all that registered. <laughs> So you can see where this is going. And so the other bottle is the On Guard Cleaner Concentrate, which is, which is what we use to clean all of the kitchen countertops. Now, the good news of it is it's a doTERRA product and On Guard is ingestible, but the other ingredients that make it a cleaner are not. And I could not find on the website what was in it. So today I'm actually still pretty not feeling great. My stomach was like, <laughs> And I spray the crap out of my veggies because I know about toxins too much. And so, Mm. yeah. The greatest story of all time. So you need to get your label maker out. Well, what's funny is they are labeled. We have one of these like kind of deep sinks, you know, the deep sinks. And so we generally keep the veggie wash in the sink and somehow it got switched. Like the on guard was in the sink and the veggie wash was not. And so I, yes, but I am going to like put another label that when I'm spraying it, like, I don't know. I know. So that's, yes. (laughs) Uh, So your insides are really clean. Oh my gosh. So I don't even know what my inspired action is from that. I know we're supposed to come up with an inspired action. I'm just doing this sort of on the fly. Can you help me? What, what? I think it's to slow down, take time to read the label, maybe. Maybe just slow down and enjoy building your lunch. Yeah. I thought I was doing pretty good, but you know. <laughs> oh, well, and also just listen to your intuition because my intuition was like, I don't smell the vinegar. Mm-hmm. That's odd. Maybe I should have followed that path, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> So this morning when I woke up and felt like even worse, I was like texting my friends and I'm like, should I go to the urgent care? Like, do they need to like pump my stomach? But I'm, I'm much, much better now. I put on makeup so I didn't look so sickly. I was like, oh. Now you feel, that always makes you feel better too. I know. Okay. So let's move on to our topic, our major topic today. So this was inspired by Tom's podcast, which you actually have not heard it yet. So we are kind of recording a lot of these early on in the season so that we can have them all done. And so Nicole hasn't actually heard the one on Tom, but we had a great discussion about saying no. And I just, you and I have talked about this a ton and we talk about this a lot in my programs and it can really be a game changer. But then I've also been doing some work around when to say yes and just getting really intentional and clear. So I think sometimes 
we go to an extreme and we're like, okay, well, I got to clean stuff out, clear stuff out. I got to simplify some, just to say no to everything. But then it's like, we're not building the life we want because we're not saying yes to the correct things, mm-hmm. things that are correct for us. I mean, there's not really a right or wrong. Okay. But let's talk about saying no, because I do find that a lot of women that I work with really are challenged by saying no, because for a lot of different reasons, but mainly because they feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. Or in um, that people pleaser category. Yeah. So talk about that a little. So I think anybody can be in that. What's one of Gretchen Rubin's, one of her four, one of her four categories, Ten- but there's tendencies. Yeah. So there's one where that kind of falls under like your major people pleaser. And I think that can be super prevalent for women, moms, just we're used to making sure everybody's all good. Everybody's good around us. We make sure and serve everybody else before we serve ourselves. It's just one of those things that we kind of, we're the last person to take care of, of me. And so I think it's hard to say no, because I need to help you first before I can take care of me. Yes. Okay. So that's the four tendencies and we'll link to that. And that's what Nicole's referring to is called the obliger. And that she said that's the mm. biggest category. Did we do a podcast on the four tendencies? We did at some point, I think. I don't know if we went into each category, but I think we did. I know we definitely talked about the upholders. <laughs> so I'm going to look back in the archives and see if we did do one, I'll link to that. And then we'll also link, because you can take a quiz. I'm taking notes right now, so I remember. You can take a quiz to find out what you are. And I think a lot of her resources are really helpful into understanding kind of why you do what you do. But if you come up as an obliger, saying no is going to be challenging for you. It just will be, okay? But you're pretty good at it. I feel like you're much better at it than me. Hey, y'all. It's Angela here. I know you hear me talk about yoga a lot because I've been a yoga teacher and I've owned a yoga studio for quite a while. And I wanted to share some of that with you. So I have a free 60-minute power flow yoga class that I recorded in my studio on a random Tuesday night with my students. And I'm offering it to you for free so you can roll out your mat and flow with us anywhere in the world. How cool is that? So all you have to do is go to my website, AngelaWagner.com, click on yoga, and download the free class. See you on the mat. So I would definitely say I've gotten really good at it. I used to not be, which this is ironic. I'm going to take a detour for just a second. This morning, Fiona was playing in the closet and she got out my old yoga sport teacher training manual, which, oh, that was so long ago. And she was flipping through it. And in the front, you know, where the declarations are. So Mm -hmm. I went through and I read like the declarations is kind of like where you talk about where you are right now before starting training. And then like we go back and you answer some stuff later after training. But anyway, it was so neat this morning. I was reading it to her because she was looking at all the little Angela pictures And I got to see like where I was whenever year that was. That was probably 2013, maybe 2014. And oh my gosh, she sounded like a totally different person. So I just wanted to honor you and tell you how much that training has changed me because in the declarations, I talked about coming out of my shell, not being so shy, being willing to say no to things when I don't want to do things. And so I thought that was so ironic that today we're going to be doing this podcast. And I saw in there how I was talking about how I literally say yes to everything. Like it sounded like a totally, not a different person, but a more insecure, less confident. 
and just not really sure who I was or where I was going. And like now I feel much more secure in my own skin and I'm totally confident saying no because I know what's best for me right now and I'm willing to stand up for that. So I just wanted to honor you and your teacher training for that. Oh, thank you. That's very cool to be able, I love having like with programs and trainings, I love having questions and journals to go back to because you can see it. Sometimes you forget about the progress you make in life. So, Oh yeah, cool. I know. Like it totally was like, high five, Nicole, you go girl. Cause like I could tell that I was, I talked about where I wanted to go and I could like, I'm there. Like that's exactly how I'm living the space I'm living in now. So that was super cool for me to reflect back on, but it was neat to see that I had actually talked about wanting to stop saying yes to everything because I just wanted, I wanted everybody to like me. I felt like everybody, I needed to be the girl that everybody liked because I'm super nice. And, you know, so I felt, I totally felt the pressure from that. So I think after all the work that I've done with you and I've just become the person who's more confident in saying no. And I understand now when, how, and how to do it politely is another one. But yeah, now I'm confident in saying no. So the first thing I always think about is when I'm going to say no is when you say no, you have to say it. You have to actually say it. And you have to mean it. So not just like a passive, oh, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, and dot, dot, dot draws out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's huge. And that can be very frustrating for the person asking if you're not clear, because a lot of times people will just put it off and they will say, maybe let me get back to you. Or they'll say, they just won't say anything. And so I think it's really, you have to honor, we have to honor each other and we have to communicate in a powerful way and just be honest. And the other thing that's interesting, like I always like to tell people why, and that's just because I like to connect with people and I like to explain and whatever. And that's just part of what I do, right? Like for a living. But don't feel like you have to tell people why. It's just sometimes that can get people into a place where they feel less comfortable, right? Because sometimes it's like, no, I can't come to that meeting because I have my workout on the schedule. But then like in the past, I would have just canceled the workout to go to this meeting or whatever. I'm just throwing out an example. And so then I'll feel bad and I won't want to say like, I can't attend this because I'm going to go to the gym because that sounds like a lame excuse, but it's not a lame excuse because health is number one on my list right now, right? So sometimes if you telling the person, it'll help the openness, the conversation, depending on who it is to tell them why, then great. But if it doesn't, like if it's going to make it worse for you, then just, just say you're busy. Sorry, I can't. Sorry, I can't, period. You don't necessarily have to say anything. But if you need to, what I found is keeping it short, like not making it super long, just like a short explanation, not creating a whole story around it or inviting room to negotiate. Because if you put... Like if you say, oh, I'm going to go work out and then they realize, you know, oh, I've got my 30 minute workout. I don't want them to know my timing on anything because then they'll think, oh, well, when you're done, you can come. So I like to keep it short Mm. and sweet and very clear. This is what I have to do. I'm sorry, I can't do it this time. Like I just, it's just no for now. Or sometimes it's just, oh no, I'm sorry, I can't, period. Yeah. I remember somebody asked me to be on a committee and it was for a yoga event. And it, I knew that it was going to be like, there's just no way that I had capacity to do it. And I didn't really actually want to do it. Like it just wasn't in my heart. But Which is okay I loved, too. Yeah. But I loved the person that asked me. Like mm. I wanted to do it for that person. And so 
that's something that I have to be careful about is like, just because I really care about the person asking doesn't mean that it's right for me and that I need to do it for them. I mean, now there's obviously scenarios where it might be for your partner or for your child or for, you know, and then, and then you do sometimes do things that maybe aren't on the top of your specific to-do list, but that's kind of a different, that's a different conversation. So just look at why are you struggling? I think that's an important question to ask. Do you really want to do it? And if you do want to do it, but you know you really don't have the bandwidth, right? Whether it's the time, the money, the energy, then just be honest with people and tell them. You know, so what I said was, I just, I'm so overwhelmed right now. I don't have the capacity to do this, but put me on your list. Keep asking. And I can't promise I'm going to say yes, but I would definitely like to consider it and see where I am next year. So, and I love that. I love that's an honest moment. You're creating an honest connection with someone and you're still keeping it open. So, I think that's a beautiful way to do it. Yeah, for sure. But then, if it's something like you don't really think you'll ever want to do, then just tell them that. You know, it's just not really in my interest. Yeah. Okay. Like, why waste their time? Why waste your time for the future email you know is going to come when they ask and then you have to respond and make it awkward again? Just go ahead and nail it down. Sorry, I can't. I'm not interested in this. It's okay to yeah. say that. And I mean, be kind, like you said, be kind and be connect as best you can. So that doesn't feel, because when people hear no, it can feel kind of like an attack in a way or like, you know, people can take it personally. So go back to the four agreements podcast that we did because being on the receiving end of no, and I get it a lot because I run businesses, right? So I'm constantly asking Mm -hmm. my staff and other people to help. So I'm used to getting no a lot and that's okay. But It took me a while. In my early mid-20s when I started my companies, like I was very offended anytime somebody wouldn't do something that I asked them to do. Because on the other side of that, I was in a space of just like, well, I will do, I will do all the things, you know. But I was in my early 20s. And I mean, I was single and I had a lot of extra time bandwidth. I was exploring, I was in a different creative space. Like now, I mean, my free time is so limited it's ridiculous, right? And so that's something to consider. So that's another thing. It's like, what stage of life am I in? What season am I in? I think no's can also feel, when you're receiving them, can feel unsupportive. So if I have to say no to you about something, asking me to help you out with something, but I literally don't have the capacity to do it. I think it can sometimes feel like to the other person, like I'm not supporting you. I feel that way when Vic says no to me, but that's really not what it's about. So you have to gain perspective on like what you're asking is, can there be a different time limit? Is there another way to arrange it? And just remember to not take things personally, just like you said, from the four agreements, it's a really big deal. Like a lot of the times why someone is saying no has absolutely nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And Set boundaries, right? Like we talk about boundaries a lot in the programs and everything that we do because, again, that sometimes the boundaries are either not there or they're kind of invisible or they're really, really murky. We don't really even know what they are. And so, I mean, can you speak to that a little bit? Oh, yeah. I think boundaries are are crucial in developing a functional and comfortable connection with other people. So, when you have that kind of relationship where you're comfortable being honest and saying, Hey, I can't right now, but I can do this for you by and giving another date, setting an alternative situation or 
like, I don't know, just creating that honest communication where I'm okay saying no to someone about something and I'm okay receiving a no from you. Like there's just that we've already built that relationship. And so I have that boundary with you. I know that I can say no to these things. And you know, there's certain things that I just can't do because you're familiar with my schedule. You know, my personality. So I think it's important to like, I think it comes back to connection. That seems to be a lot of like where my mind is these days. If you're truly connected to someone, the boundaries are there. They're just embedded within the relationship because you know each other so well. And that just creates the harmony from everything else. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a little woo -woo -woo (laughs) woo -woo woo-woo. Well, you know, you're kind of more on the woo-woo side than I am, but that reminds me of someone that I know. And years ago I had asked her because she used to volunteer a lot. And I know I thought that she really enjoyed it. And so she was kind of looking to do some things. And I said, well, why don't you start volunteering again? And it was really interesting because she said, you know, I used to volunteer all the time. And then it got to be where they just completely took advantage of me. And I was like working a full-time unpaid job. And it was just not fun anymore. And so I thought it was interesting because the verbiage of they took advantage of me is very victim-y and I have lived in that plenty. So I totally relate, but you want to think about it as like you have the power, right? They're not actually like, they might be take, yes, in a way they're taking advantage of, they know that you're, that you don't have a boundary and that you're not going to say no. And so if you look at it that way, you take your power back and you go, wait a minute, I'm not going to let them take my power. I am going to set a boundary down and say, I can work 10 hours a week, period. Because why miss out on something that you do really love and helping people just, right? So literally she wasn't doing it because she was struggling with saying no. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, I'm not judging that at all. Like, it was just sort of sad. I was like, okay, well, let's work on the no part, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's also coming back to like getting very clear about what do you want? So maybe that's even the first step that you start with. Like, what do you want to be a part of? And then from there, create boundaries around that. And then once you've got the boundaries in place, you're doing what you want. Things are going the way you want them to go. You have your limits set up. That's like the beginning of a functional, smooth relationship. <laughs> Yeah. And let it be fluid because another example, because I've been working with us so much lately and I've been overwhelmed and with my health issues and then trying to reboot my business. And then my son started kindergarten, Luke. And you know, my mom was very active in our school life and PTA mom and room mom and all the things. And she didn't, she always reminds me, I didn't work Angela. I'm like, okay, I get it. You're right. But I had this huge resistance where I was like, oh, I'm the working mom and I'm not, I don't have time and I don't feel good and I'm not going to do those things. And then when I started going to some of the events, I was sort of floored. Like, and it wasn't like I expected the moms to not be friendly or I, I don't even know what I expected, honestly. I think I just had this sort of like know about that situation, but I also knew that Luke's personality was that he would want me to be a part of it on some level. So I, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this and sometimes I'm just not going to enjoy it. It was really an interesting like mind. Inner debacle. Yeah. Like it was like a, a mind mess, I guess you could say. So anyway, fast forward, I went to several events. I have met the nicest people. I have enjoyed everything. Next thing I know, I'm like volunteering at lunch and I'm getting like yogurt all over me, opening packets. And the kids are like, Aww. oh my God, you're Luke's mom. And it was like, I was a celebrity. And I volunteered at several things and I have so enjoyed it. And I thought, wow, it's a shame that I was like in that space of no, because I just had this sort of preconceived idea of what that meant. And I was like, that's not me. It's like, well, that's silly. So 
I have to be careful because I know that if it were up to Luke, I would do all the things, but I, I'm definitely doing some of the things. Which is beautiful. And I think what you just touched on about letting it be fluid is crucial, especially if you fall into the personality type like you and I are. Once we set a rule, it's like hardcore rule for the rest of forever. Like I don't break the rules. Like once I've made them, I don't break them. But what I'm learning now, especially with Fiona, is that everything is fluid. The rules change. The boundaries change. Like you have to be flexible enough to let them change and then reset the boundaries. So if something gets to the point where it's uncomfortable or like maybe your time changes, how much time you have available changes and you just can't participate in that function anymore. Like it's okay to be like, okay, my new boundary is and set it from there instead of just sticking to this hard rule that's no longer serving you. Like just stop, reassess. What do I need? What do I want? Reset my boundaries and then start over. Yeah. And everything you're saying, I mean, it's just, it's such a beautiful parallel to yoga and what we teach in mindfulness training is that we have to have a pause. And so a lot of times we just go into reaction mode. You know, a lot of communication is over text and email. Now, if it's in person, this is, this would look a little different, but if someone emails you or texts you with the request, instead of just firing off the response, sit with it. And like, this is going to go woo woo direction, but I find this to be really helpful. It's just an anchoring. So just put your right hand on your chest and connect your, and really put some intentional pressure in that space. It's very calming. And then just take like five really deep breaths. I'm going to do one right now because it just feels good. And it's so interesting so that you just put that pause and you can get so much perspective. And then sometimes it's like, okay, we'll just wait a couple hours or be respectful, like get back to them. I would say within 24 hours, if you can, just because that's, you know, let them then move forward with someone else. But that can be helpful too, is to put the pause in there and then ask yourself these questions like, and sometimes you don't have to, sometimes you're like, it's an automatic hell yes. And then you're like, sign me up. But then if there's, you know, where you're not sure, or you know, it's a no, but you feel bad about it, then start to really think about, okay, how can I, how can I powerfully and clearly communicate this and not avoid it? So that's something we talked about with Tom a little bit was I talked about the other side of this, which is when people avoid communicating the no in a proper way, or they say yes, and they really meant no. And so they don't actually follow through with their commitment. And I just want to touch on that. I know I already touched on on the other podcast, but for those that didn't listen, I just think it's really important to know how our actions affect others because that person is trusting you to do the thing you said you were going to do. And then now if you don't do it, then that you break trust and then you now put that responsibility on them. And a lot of times it's not even communicated. People just don't do the thing and they ignore it. So I just, I just wanted to speak to that because I think 99% of the time that happens because it was supposed to be a no. So just say no, like just go ahead, clearly state the no. Like that's when you need to be in a part of a relationship where you're comfortable saying no. That is beneficial for both of us. I can clearly tell you no, and now you can move on with finding the appropriate person to deal with said task. Yeah, exactly. So just some things to think about. We also touched on this with the Tom episode, and I loved it because it was like the number one sparkism when we did the spark program, and that is saying yes to something means you're saying no to something else. And it's, you can reverse that saying no to something means you're saying yes to something else. And so that's just a great thing to just look at is like, okay, if I say yes, 
what am I saying no to? Like for me, it's often people want to go and have coffee or whatever and pick my brain or something like that, which I love and I appreciate. I mean, so many mentors have helped me too, but I'm like, okay, I have to really think like, yes, I want to help this person, but I am giving up my workout. That always happens. And I'm like, this is so my fault. And it's partially because I kind of don't want to do my workout. So it's like an excuse. But then my bigger goal is not met to be healthy. And so you want to think about sometimes this is like kind of a side thing, but it's important. Like sometimes we say yes to something to avoid something else that we really need to be doing. I like to share that one just because I do that quite a bit. And then sometimes what I'll do is I'll be like, let's just get on Zoom or let's just get a phone call in and that will save so much time, but then I can still participate. Mm, I love that. You just made me think of something else too. I have started, Gmail has that fantastic little button now that says like schedule it or something, how you can pause, like you can send an email mm-hmm. later. Have you seen that? Oh my gosh. Love yeah, that like feature. Boomerang. Yeah. Like Boomerang used to do, which I mean, Boomerang's still around, but now it's like embedded within Gmail. You made me think of this when you were talking about like pausing to send the email. That's another super cool feature to take advantage of to just write your email draft out and then pause and come back mm-hmm. and read it later and see if it actually makes sense or if it's still in line with what you really want. Like, is this accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish? Was I clear? Did I stick to my boundaries? Is this what I really want? And so I love that feature to go back and read my emails because I am like hardcore send an email and then I will reread it a minute after it's sent. And I, I'm like, why didn't I just read it again before I send it <laughs> instead of sending it and be like, oh, I should have said. So I love the, I love that feature that just, that gives me pause to stop, read it, think about what I really need, what really serves me and what serves that person as well. Like what's the best situation. So that was another little tidbit that just hit me. I wanted to share, use that feature. It's cool. (laughs) Another thing too, is if you know that the person you're saying no to is going to be sensitive to the no, then pick up the phone and just have a conversation. Like so much can be resolved and feelings can feel so much better because sometimes when you get a no and you get it through a screen, regardless of the tone that you meant to, that you sent it in, like if that person's filter is like pissed off or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they're not having a good day or they're just really upset about the no, or you don't give them a reason. And then they're like, well, why the hell not? Or whatever. you like, that can sometimes put a wall up. And then if you go into that space of like, well, I'm just setting a boundary. So I just, with all of us, I like to just look at it from a human perspective. It's like, how would I feel if the roles were reversed? And I almost always pick up the phone. I know that is very like, very 1980s of me, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, it's important to remember that tone. And we've talked about this before. It is hard to read tone through text and email because it all depends on the receiver's perspective in that moment. So it, it depends on what I'm doing right now when I receive that text, how I receive it. And so you have to remember, you don't know how the receiver, like what's going on in their day right now and how it will be received. So it's important. And you can't rely just on emojis, which is what I've noticed Mm. I do. I do that because I want to make sure I put happy face then. So, you know, like we're cool. I'm still happy. You should be happy too. I think that, that emojis are awesome. But if you think it could be misinterpreted, the tone at all, why not just call? Because that's almost becoming like snail mail. I love getting snail mail and I love getting a phone call because it just doesn't happen anymore. So I enjoy that human connection. And I think everyone else would appreciate it too. Yeah, I would agree. 
So let's finish up with just a little bit about saying yes. And I think we could make this into a podcast. So if you guys like the idea of this, and especially after I do my Superwoman program, we're going to be talking a lot about this. But I'll just leave you with a small little, it's not really small, it's kind of big, but a simple structure to figure out when you should say yes and when you should say no. And the structure, it goes like this. You create three big goals for yourself. So it's kind of like the beginning of the year, right? But you could do it right now. Like whatever date it is, just be like, what are my three big goals? So I have a health goal. That's my number one. And then I have a family goal. And then I have an an income goal. So I have my three buckets, right? And then there's a fourth bucket that's everything else. And so when you make your to-do list for the week, put all all the things under a bucket. And what's interesting is, a lot of the stuff we're doing goes in the fourth bucket that actually doesn't feed any of the three big goals. And so it's an awesome way to kind of figure out. Now, some of it still kind of needs to be done. So it could be like, okay, well, I'm going to just hire if I, if I can afford to hire someone or can I delegate this somehow? Can we share this with a family member or a coworker? You know, but it's a great way to really think through and be intentional about the way we spend our time. Whoa. Like my mind just exploded. <laughs> like I did not make that up. I got that from a course, but yes, I love it. I'm working oh, on it right now. <laughs> yes, that's beautiful. Like homework for next nap time for mama is going to be finding my three big goals. That's beautiful to be very clear about what you want and how you're spending your time because I know a lot of my time goes to that fourth bucket. Just mm-hmm. It just does. Or like I said, a lot, and this is where I was kind of talking about before that's happening with me is just that I, I need my number one bucket right now to be health. I mean, even above family, because I mean, you don't really have to put a hierarchy to it. That sounds crazy. But in my brain, I do need to put a hierarchy because I will always be like, oh, well, I can go volunteer at Luke's school or I can go clean up the room, his whatever it is, right? Like about the family, I can pay this bill when it's like, no, I need to be doing my exercises. I need to go meditate. I need to go take these supplements, like all the things because over the last two years, I've been so sick that I haven't been able to function. And so it's like, if I don't start putting my health at the, nut, at the top, none of these other things are going to get done. You know, So it's, it's been really eye-opening for me to see where my avoidance tendency that I have. You know, I love that. This is going to help in so many ways to help you get really clear about what you want, which will make it easier to say no to things and because you'll know, like, I know this isn't serving what I need it to serve right now. So this is going to help on both sides of the, of the road saying yes and saying no and taking care of you. This, it's a really, that's big. This is powerful. Write that one down, everyone. (laughs) Write it down. (laughs) Yes. And I'll share more as I go along in these classes. Cause you know me, I'm a, you're a class junkie too. We just, I know learning. Hashtag learning nerd. That's what I've done. I'm, I'm writing that one out. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends. We really ask you to say yes to that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. You can find the show notes at AngelaWagner.com and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Angela Wagner and Nicole at Nicole.Esquino, E-S-Q-U-I-N-O. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.